You're listening to High Pitch, the American Health Information Management Association podcast produced weekly for HEMA's members and healthcare professionals everywhere. Listen in as we explore the hot topics and news items affecting the industry and you. Hello, and welcome to the AHIMA High Pitch Podcast. Today, my guest is author Diana M. Foley. Ms. Foley has been an HIM professional for over 20 years, working as a coder, department supervisor, department director, and coding consultant. She earned her bachelor's degree from the University of Cincinnati and served as the program director for medical coding and HIT at Eastern Gateway Community College. She is an AHIMA-approved ICD-10 CMPCS trainer and has been part of OHIMA's Coding Roundtable Committee, facilitating roundtables held at the OHIMA Annual Meeting and has been a presenter at several regional Ohio meetings, the OHIMA Annual Meeting, and an OHIMA-sponsored webinar. Today, we're speaking with her about her soon-to-be-published book, Health Information Management Case Studies, which can be pre-ordered on the OHIMA website. Hello, Diana. Welcome to OHIMA High Pitch. Hi, Jan. Thanks for having me today. Well, let's begin. Can you give me a basic introduction to health information management case studies? Uh, Sure. Um, Health information management case studies was a book that I really can't take credit for the idea of. Um, This, the idea of the book kind of germinated at a Ohio annual educators meeting. Um, Our state holds a meeting like that every year in the spring for program directors and instructors in HIM and HIT. And several years ago, when I was a program director and instructor, I attended one of those meetings, and we had representatives there from Ahima Press um, who were talking about the various uh, books that they had. And throughout the course of the presentation, Uh, Someone in in our group mentioned, wouldn't it be great if we had a case studies book? And um, Ohio has more than 20 KHIM-approved HIM, HIT programs. And so the thought was, if all of those programs contributed, you know, a handful of case studies, that would be a significant number of exercises that um, programs could utilize, uh, you know, within their course of study. Mm-hmm. And so we all were excited, and um, we left that meeting, you know, with some thoughts about moving forward and, you know, how that goes. Sometimes best laid plans um, get on a, a, a roller coaster, and what happened at, after that was that we took a dive. Um, there were several things that came along that prohibited us from moving forward with that, with that plan, um, one of which was interesting in that some of the uh, colleges and universities felt like the work that their instructors uh, created for their programs was really proprietary, and they didn't really want to um, have it out there for other organizations to use. So it kind of died right there. And then... Um, A couple years later, I had left my position as program director and um, with my free time, and if you hear a little giggle in my voice, it's because uh, anyone who knows me knows I don't have a lot of free time, and as soon as I get it, I tend to fill it back up with work, and so that's kind of precisely what I did. As soon as I was no longer teaching and head of a program, I reached out to um, Ahima Press and said, you know, was there still an interest in the book? Um, And 
they said yes. And I was surprised because I thought perhaps maybe someone else had already, you know, jumped on that bandwagon and was going to um, to work with them on it. But they said no, they didn't have anything like that in the works, and they thought it was a great idea. And so that's how um, health information management case studies came into being. Uh, so what most excites you about this new edition? Well, I'm excited about the new edition because um, – Obviously, uh, each time we do this this book, we're adding content, and so that's what is exciting to me for this edition, the new content that's in there, as well as several longer case studies that are more detailed for students involving quite a number of competencies. Now, within the case studies book itself, um, sometimes our, uh, uh, the exercises that are in there do touch on more than one curricular competency. Um, but with these longer case studies, that is really expanded. For instance, one of them uh, revolves around the day in the life of an HIM director. And so anyone who's ever held that position knows that every time you walk into the office, you know, you just don't know what you're going to be facing. Mm -hmm. And so I built this particular exercise around that um, thought process that, you know, here's this HIM director and there are, you know, a dozen different things that she has to deal with in the course of a day. And how, how does that look and what kind of things must she know? And, um, and so I thought, I think that's, I'm really excited about these longer case studies. There's another aspect uh, to the book which I think is really um, exciting, uh, and that's the um, exercises that have been created that dovetail with AHIMA's VLAB. So I'm looking to correlate some of the uh, exercises that uh, I've built to be used within AHIMA's VLAB. Uh, the VLAB is a uh, a program, well, it, it holds many applications that give students in an HIM program the feel for um, real-life situations. So there's encoders and there's um, MPI software. There's Tableau to work with data analytics. And so what I've done is create um, an exercise for each of those, um, for each domain, um, that we have in our curricular competencies and correlated it back to a program within the VLAB. And this year, there are just a handful of those exercises, but we already have thoughts in place for expanding that section when we get to our third edition. Do you have any uh, anecdotes or particular people you'd like to mention who helped this book come to be? Um, well, I always have to thank my family uh, because they... <laughs> They put up with a lot from me mm -hmm. while I'm busy doing this. This, um, The creation of this book takes a lot of time. People that have helped, I have one particular uh, person who was very um, helpful to me writing the privacy and security case study, the longer case study that I tied to those concepts. He owns his own uh, privacy and security business, and uh, Robert was very good about reading the um, case study and perhaps, you know, giving me some further insight. I had I had some base knowledge, and he gave me more detail that I could 
in, incorporate and, and point out to students. So I really want to thank him for that contribution. And that was Robert? Uh, in, Robert Brzezinski, yes. Robert Brzezinski, okay. You know, I pretty much do, I pretty much do this work um, on my own. There's, uh, I don't really have a colleague that is um, is a co-author, nor do I have someone who I generally bounce things off of. What I do have is a great editor who gives me great feedback, and the technical reviewers that have spent time on the book have been very helpful as well. You know, a lot goes into making sure that the book meets the curricular competencies from KHIM, which were just updated. So we had to do a lot of mapping of the old material to the new curricular competencies. And so, you know, we do that. And then we make sure that we're meeting or exceeding the Bloom's level for those particular competencies for the various programs that we're writing the particular scenario for. So um, the book actually covers all three programs, associate level, baccalaureate, and graduate. And uh, we cover everything for associate and baccalaureate for every curricular competency. There's a case study that meets or exceeds the Bloom's level that's required. Now, we don't quite have a, uh, a full complement for graduate, but about 85% of what is required for graduates can be found um, in the book as well. So what, what has been the most rewarding part of working on a book like this? For me, the most rewarding part is when people say that it has helped them in their program. And I say that because when I was a program instructor, everything was new to me. Everything about KHIM and curricular competencies and Bloom's levels and and beyond that, I was an instructor, so I'm trying to keep up the content while doing the teaching. And there was just me in that program as well. So I didn't have someone else to help carry the load and help, you know, I didn't have people who instructed while I just managed the program. And because it was my first time doing that, you know, you feel... Um, you wonder, are you teaching to the level that is required? And I, I remember that being a, a constant source of concern for me. And so this book is meant to help alleviate that for program directors and instructors. Um, it's not the only workbook that your students will use, but it's a great augment um, book to have around, something to supplement every course within the HIM and HIT program. So if you have uh, fundamentals of law and you're teaching your, your health law and, and ethics class um, and you use the Brodnick Reinhardt Thompson book, that's great because they're going to have exercises within there for students to use. The case studies book also has exercises and case studies that relate to law and ethics and can be used within that course. But it also has exercises and case studies that go along with quality and go along with performance improvement and statistics and reimbursement and coding. So across the HIM curriculum, 
this book can be used. Students can buy it in the first um, semester and utilize it through graduation. Um, it's not something where you have to assign every single assignment within it. You can pick and choose. You know, maybe there's an area where you felt the class was weak and they needed some extra help. This is, would be a great way to do that. If you wanted to give students extra credit, you could pull out some of the more advanced cases and give some extra credit. Um, I, I can see this book being used in a variety of different ways like that. I think the book can also be used as the means of um, getting students ready for certification. Um, it's a good way to review some particular topics um, and drive home the, um, the core competencies that you're trying to get across. Uh, it can also be great for um, course review at the end of a program. So if you happen to do some kind of comprehensive um, assessment of your students at the end of your program, you know, pulling together um, a handful of case studies from this book on a variety of different topics would give you a sense of how well they've really understood and retained what they've learned over the last several years. So uh, do you have any upcoming projects or what do you think your next project will be? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm always thinking of uh, what the next project will be. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, part of me thinks, is there, is there something new in um, HIM that AHIMA doesn't yet cover uh, that might be beneficial? I do some blogs uh, for my state association um, of Ohio, so I'm always working on that project. Um, I'm always creating um, education for the state, um, for our members. Uh, I do presentations, coding presentations for regional and, and state and national outlets. So, um, you know, I've always got uh, uh, my hand in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, nothing book wise <laughs> in the near future, but I do already have ideas for the next for the next revision. Um, I, I keep in touch with my colleagues um, in HIM. Uh, I have a lot of people that I know that work in in various phases of healthcare. Um, I have a son that's a nurse, a daughter that's a physician. And so it's not unusual for me to, in our conversations, to, to hear something that will send up a little bell in my head and say, oh, wouldn't that be a great scenario to incorporate in the book? And so I, I have already started a list of things to begin work on so that we can, you know, make health information management case studies an even stronger uh, resource for our, our members and our students. Finally, I think the book is coming out, as I recall, at the end of November. Yeah, end of the year it should be out. It, um, we're doing final proofing right now, um, and then it'll be off to the printer. And so um, it, won't, it shouldn't take too much longer uh, before it's going to be available. But I understand you can also pre-order it too, so... That will be uh, available for pre-order on the HEMA website. So is there anything I haven't asked you that you wish I had asked you? Well, maybe I just want to give a little more detail about the competencies in, in the book and how, how they can be applied because really when, we, when, when I built the competency or the case studies, you know, the first thing that I have to do once I have an idea is to think about the, the curricular competency that this is going to fall under and determine the Bloom's level that, that the 
case study will be written to meet. And so once I've done that, whenever there's a competency that meets the baccalaureate level, it will always incorporate the associate level too because the associate level tends to be lower. Now, in the case studies book, you're not going to see case studies built at a one or a two Bloom's level, um, I, and very few even at a three. Most of the case studies are four and higher. So I just want to encourage those instructors at associate degree programs that even though the case studies may be a little higher, um, it doesn't mean that your students can't do them. It may mean that they need a little more guidance in order to, to understand what you're asking of them, um, or maybe they could do part of this assignment um, and not all of it. And many of them are broken down into a number of different parts, mm -hmm. and so you can just pick out the ones that you feel um, are applicable to the point that you're trying to, to meet. But I just want to make that point that, again, a lot of time goes into making sure that those Bloom's levels are, are met uh, appropriately. You know, I am the first person, obviously, that, that makes that determination as I'm creating the case study. Then, as I mentioned earlier, um, it goes back to HEMA and the editing staff, and they give feedback. You know, well, I'm not sure that we quite meant it here. What about? And, and could we? And so then that comes back for a review. And then, finally, we actually have technical reviewers who go through the book and look at every case study as well and give feedback. So three different times these scenarios are being vetted to determine the accuracy of meeting the Bloom's level that's required. So I just want people to have confidence in the fact that this book is um, a lot of time and effort and thought has gone into creating these and ensuring that um, we have good material in there, good exercises, they're thought-provoking, um, they're real-world. Um, most of these things that are created are things that I've drawn from on past experience. Um, so, it, you know, I, I may have tweaked a, uh, some aspects of a scenario, but many times there's something that I have seen uh, or a colleague has related to me. And so that's... I just want to point out again, um, you know, how strong the case studies are as far as meeting the curricular competencies and the required Bloom's level. Our guest was Diana Foley, and we were talking about her new book, Health Information Management Case Studies, which will be released at the end of November, but can be pre-ordered. Uh, thank you for speaking with us today, Diana. Well, thanks, Dan. It was my pleasure to be here with you. You've been listening to High Pitch, the HEMA podcast, produced by the American Health Information Management Association. Please subscribe or visit us at hema.org slash pod for updates on future shows. Thank you for listening.